So the next step is the first step of the leader.
Thank you. 
Right, let's look at these scriptures concerning bones. I feel a lot of impact and wounding coming into us and having an if having an effect within our soul and our spirit basic basically can also manifest physically and so oftentimes when you're praying for people's physical health look in terms of what is taking place within their soul and within their spirit as well the bible says that the bones cry out now healthy bones are a sign of good health unhealthy bones are a sign of poor health Leviticus 17 verse 11 says, For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I forgive it to you on the altar to make atonement for your sins, for it is the blood that makes atonement by reason of the life which it represents. And bones are in, in, in essence the manufacturers of blood within the body, which is the life in the body. So let's look at what the scriptures reveal to us about stuff taking place both positively and negatively within our bodies within our bones so let's look first of all go to the unhealthy bones bad news bad news brings rottenness to the bones Habakkuk 3 verse 16 I heard with my whole inner self tremble my lips quivered at the sound decay and rottenness entered my bones and I trembled in my place because I must wait quietly for the days of distress for the people to arise who make 
who will invade and attack us. Shame brings rottenness to the bones. Proverbs 12.4 A virtuous and excellent wife worthy of honor is a crown of her husband, but she who shames him with her foolishness is like rottenness in his bones. Reproach is like a sword in the bones. Psalm 42.10 As a crushing of my bones with a sword, my adversaries taunt me. While they say continually to me, where is your God? Cursing is like hot oil in the bones. Psalm 104 verse 18. He clothed himself with cursing as with his garment, and it seeped into his inner self like water, and like anointing oil into his bones. Unconfessed sin causes the bones to wax old. Psalm 32 verse 3. When I keep silent about my sin, my body wasted away. Though my groaning all day long, through my groaning all, but all day long. Sin causes unrest within the bones. Psalm 38 verse 3. There is no soundness in my flesh because of your indignation. There is no health in my bones because of my sin. Envy also brings rottenness to the bones. A, claim and peace, a calm and peaceful and tranquil heart is life and health to the body. But passion and envy are like rottenness. To the bones. A broken spirit dries up the bones. Proverbs seventeen twenty two. A happy heart is good medicine, and a joyful mind causes healing. But a broken spirit dries up the bones. Trouble in life causes a burning in the bones. Psalm one hundred and two verse three. For my days have vanished in smoke, and my bones are scorched like a hearth. Job thirty thirty, my skin falls from me in blackened flakes, and my bones are burned with fever. Fear causes a shaking in the bones. Job four fourteen, dread and trembling come upon me, which make all my bones shake. Again, sin fills the bones. So we've seen that sin causes unrest and fills the bones. Job twenty eleven, his bones are full of youthful strength, but it lies down with him in the dust. God's chastening produces strong pain within the bones. Psalm 6 verse 2, Have mercy on me and be gracious to me, O Lord, for I am weak, faint, frail. Heal me, O Lord, for my bones are dismayed and anguished. Job 33 19, Man is also disciplined with pain on his bed and with unceasing complaint in his bones. Affliction of the soul brings a piercing to the bones. Job thirty sixteen to 17 And now my soul is poured out within me. The days of affliction have seized me. My bones are pierced with aching in the night season, and the pain that gnawed me take no rest. Uh, grief and iniquity, this inherent sin, causes the bones to be consumed. Psalm thirty one ten. For my life is spent with sorrow, and my years with sighing. My strength has failed because of my iniquity, and even my body has wasted away. Sin's curse causes the bones to be out of joint. Psalm 22:14. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted by anguish within me. Right, let's move to the positive. Some factors that produce healthy bones. The first one is the fear of the Lord, produces bone marrow. Proverbs 3, 7-9 to 
Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord with reverent awe and obedience and turn entirely away from evil. It will be health to your body, your marrow, your nerves, your sinews, your muscles, all your inner parts, and refreshment, physical well-being to your bones. A good, a good report makes bones fat. Proverbs 15.30 The light of the eyes rejoice the heart of other, rejoices the hearts of others, and good news puts fat on the bones. Pleasant words bring health to the bones. Proverbs 16.24 Pleasant words are like a honeycomb, sweet and delightful to the soul, and healing to the body. Health comes from moist bones. Job 21.24 His pails are full of milk, his sides are full, filled out with fat, and the marrow of his bone is moist. Deliverance rejoices the bones. So when, the, when deliverance takes place in a person, Psalm 35 verse 10, All my bones will say, Lord, who is like you? Who rescued the afflicted from him who is too strong for him to resist alone, and the afflicted and the needy for him who robs him? A clear conscience brings rejoicing for the bones. Behold, uh, Psalm 51, 6-8 Behold, your desire, you desire truth in the innermost being. And in the hidden part of my heart, you will make me know, um, know wisdom. Purify me with hyssop, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Make me hear joy and gladness, and be satisfied. Let the bones which you have broken rejoice. Our God protects our bones. Psalm thirty-four twenty. He keeps all his bones. Not one of them is broken. Giving to the needy makes bones fat and moist. Uh, Isaiah 58, 10-11 And if you offer yourselves to assist the hungry and satisfy the need of the afflicted, then your light will rise in the darkness and your gloom will become like midday. And the Lord will continually guide you and satisfy your soul in scorched and dry places and give strength to your bones. And you will be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose water does not fail. Peace and comfort cause our bones to flourish. Isaiah 66, 14 When you see this, your heart will rejoice, your bones will flourish like the new grass, and the powerful hand of the Lord will be revealed to his servants, but his indignation will be towards his enemies. Let's continue on. We can find ourselves in a refuge of lies. This is where people really start to surround themselves with lies and it becomes a stronghold. And there is a place that is... Like a, 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 that develops within a person a, a stronghold of lies listen carefully to this trusting in anything which is not God will ultimately end up trapping aspects of yourself in a refuge of lies and the more you empower that refuge of lies the more that you are unable to basically access the truth of God Proverbs 3, 5 to 6, trust in and rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own insight or understanding. In all your ways, know and acknowledge and recognize him and he will make your path straight and smooth, removing obstacles that block your way. Just try and, try and imagine this, try and think about this. A person growing up in the world that that that, are, that is growing up in an in an ungodly family 
They don't have the word of God being taught to them from a young age. In essence, everything that comes into them that develops their worldview comes from their environment, which is an ungodly environment. So they, are, they have access to hours and hours of um, entertainment programming from Hollywood, from Disney. And we'll talk about that in a couple of sermons time. They have education coming in from their school system. And we'll talk about some of that, what, what the young children have been subject to at schools, um, especially in these globalized, nationalistic um, school curriculums that are starting to be that are starting to come down. Then, within an environment where their parents are unsaved, they are being raised up with worldviews coming from their parents. And so, what you are starting to see is a development of truth for them, which is actually based on lies. Cults often work like this as well. And so, the more you uh, you know, the, the, the entrenched within that person concerning their belief systems, the more these people believe in this system, the stronger the refuge of lies becomes. Self-deception will ultimately lead to deception and a spirit of deception coming in as well. Isaiah 28, 14 to 17. Therefore, hear the word of the Lord, you arrogant men, who rule this people who are in Jerusalem, because you have said, we have made a covenant with death, and with Sheol, the place of the dead, we have made an agreement. When the overwhelming scourge passes by, it will not reach us. For we have made lies our refuge, and we have concealed ourselves in deception. And therefore, the Lord God says, listen carefully, I'm laying in Zion a stone, a tested stone. And so now the prophet starts to talk prophetically about the coming Jesus. And it's very interesting that you've got these two opposing um, views. You've got a worldview that is based in Christ. And then you've got a worldview that is based in everything else from the world. And they are in opposition. Now listen carefully to this verse of scripture, but especially listen carefully to how you can pray away a refuge of lies. Uh, therefore, the Lord God says, verse 16, listen carefully. I'm laying in Zion a stone, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone. For the secure foundation firmly placed, he who believes, who trusts in, relies on and adheres to that stone will not be crushed or not be disturbed or given, uh, give way in sudden panic. Now here it is. I will make justice the measuring line and righteousness the, the, the mason's level. Then hail will sweep away the refuge of lies and waters will flood over the secret hiding place. And so oftentimes you could possibly come and say, Lord, let your hail come over and just destroy this refuge of lies. And, and, and let the flood waters of the word just wash over and wash away all this lies, the stronghold of lies that, that has been placed within this person's mind. And, 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 and you know, just remove it from their lives. That's, that's the type of prayer that you can pray. Another aspect of people getting caught up in a refuge of lies would be people coming out of Freemasonry. They've got degrees upon degrees upon degrees, probably numbering up into the hundreds, way past the 33rd level that most people know about. And um, at, at each level, they entrench themselves in another lie, further and further lies. I mean, people coming out of uh, Darwinism and who, who accept, you know, 
science as their God. What is taking place is in this post-Christian pagan society that we're entering into, science and the occult are starting to merge again. And if you listen carefully to what these scientists are saying and look at what they're trying to do, things they're trying to access things that are clearly not good for mankind and mankind has been judged for these in the past chimeras are for an example of what you're seeing starting to take as take place as well and so so you've got to be very very careful about the information on which you place your trust into and if it's not of god you're basically going to be starting to build up a refuge of lies and so for when you're dealing with a freemason probably or, or people coming out of the refuge of lies you're going to be looking at people who struggle to believe i'm struggling to believe they might be saying i'm struggling to know god i'm struggling to know that god is going to come through for me and what also often happens with these people is that they are backed and empowered from the second realm the second heaven by an antichrist spirit and remember in my end time series i talk about the the various antichrist spirits and what they represent this uh, and you can go and download that for free so watch out for unbelief Look especially for this kind of stronghold in um, cults, in Freemasonry, and stuff that come down the family line that are attached to this. And then just pray for the hail of God and the, and the water of God, the flood of God, just to wash away this refuge of lies and to, and to use the word of God as a flood to wash away the stronghold of these lies. Right, the final one that I'm going to be dealing with is torment. Um, oftentimes you'll, you'll deal with people that, that feel persecuted, afflicted, or tormented, even when no one's bothering them. Psalm 88, 15. From my youth I have suffered and been close to death. I have borne your terrors and am in despair. In the, in reading that in the Amplified. I was afflicted and close to death from my youth up. While I suffer your terrors, I am distracted, I faint. So oftentimes what you're dealing with here is people that feel stuffed, that, that, that stuff has been locked away from them, that they've been deprived. And often you might interpret this as they're developing a chip on their shoulder. They feel that the world owes them because, you know, they, they, they haven't yet unlocked their talents, their, their whatever, their, whatever they want to call it, energies or powers or whatever they want to call it within themselves. Um, they, they, something's blocking it. They can't seem to reach it, and and they develop really strong anger issues around about this. That's why it's important when we take you through the plumbline course of Dr. Bruce Thompson that you really begin to understand the questions in the first session that he discusses. For example, where do you actually come from? Where are you going to? And who are you right now? And so a lot of these people get caught up in addictions, in entitlements, and um, so you'll find idolatry as well, which activates the areas of torment that they have. So they develop this inner rage because they feel they've been held back, and so there's anger there. Um, they feel oftentimes that there is a film or a mist over their life, and... Um, they, they're not getting the happiness that they deserve because something or someone is preventing that. And so they become very, very cynical with life and they question why, what's the use of being happy. 
And, um, you know, if they go into an anointed worship and teaching, oftentimes they'll, they'll, they'll start to fall asleep or they'll start to get dizzy in, 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 in the presence of the Lord where there's anointed preaching, anointed teachings. Um, so if you have taken captive, they cannot receive or even uh, access or touch the anointing in this area. And so the frustrations build up. The final scripture I want to share with you is out of Jeremiah chapter 13, verse 16 to 17. Um, just before I read that, what I want you to really have in mind is that this is a series of messages. And so even though I've left you with all these places of captivity and you might feel, well, you know, what do we do about it? I'm going to start tackling those issues about what happens to your spirit um, and how to get out of it over the next two sessions. So just bear with me. Now, Jeremiah 13, 16 to 17 Amplified says this, Give glory to the Lord your God before he brings darkness and before your feet stumble on the dark and shadowy mountains. And while you are longing for light, he turns it into the shadow of death and makes it into thick darkness. But if you will not listen and obey, my soul will weep in secret for your pride. My eyes will weep bitterly and flow with tears because the Lord's flock has been taken captive. And I find ministering in the church over these many years that there are many, many times and instances where I've seen the, the people within the church themselves have allowed themselves to become captives of false teachers, of false behavior systems within their lives, um, of personal sin, of idolatry. And I really believe that you do not have to walk in this bondage. You do not have to be captives. You do not have to be in these, in these places of desperation and affliction and torment because Jesus Christ has come to set you free. I'm going to leave it there and then in the next session we're going to continue on and we're going to start to talk about the spirits, your spirits and where they get captive, the, 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 the captive spirit. The, we discussed that a little bit but we'll talk about the, the spirit of timidity etc and we'll also look at idolatry and how to get out of it. Mm -hmm.